Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everybody and welcome to season three episode four of the creative exponent podcast and today we're going to talk about um actually it's sort of piggybacking on what we talked about last week with emily lex how she started this you know watercolor a day challenge and just Mm -hmm. how that really led to to such a creative evolution for her and so we're going to talk about that how doing feeds creating doing makes you it gives you momentum. It makes you more creative. It also helps you grow yeah. as a creative, no matter what you work with, whether you're selling it or just doing it personally. Um, it really helps you grow. And yeah. we actually, so Sean has been taking on a creative <laughs> challenge, and I thought it would be fun to talk about that yeah. and um, and also just encourage you with some ways that you can um that you can do like yeah. buckle down and do something and just do. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> well, we, I mean, you know, we talk about that all the time. It's um, I mean, we talk about it in the mentoring group. I know we've talked about it here. It's, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things, you know, just like when we talked about sort of ways to feel productive in 2021, that we talked about that part, you know, just doing is what really, really gets the dang ball moving. And, you know, The truth is, I think that we go through, depending on like where we're at in our creative work or our creative business, we just go through these phases where, um, you know, we, we get stuck in a planning mode, we get stuck by fear, we get, you know, we're stuck for many different reasons. And really the answer is, is pretty simple in those moments. If we can just get out of our own head, whatever the reason is, you know, whatever the, Um, the block is, then we can kind of start moving again. And really the only way to do that is to stop thinking and to start doing something. And it's just, I don't know. So this, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, I was telling Marion that I, you know, I wanted to have another painting release and because I had one last year and it went, it went well. It didn't, I didn't sell every single painting, but it did go well. It was definitely worth doing. Um, but you know, I still struggle with that sort of that feeling of imposter syndrome a little bit, like Mm -hmm. just because I love to paint and I always have, and I'm learning more now, doesn't mean that I'm really an artist yet and doesn't mean that I should sell my stuff yet. And it certainly doesn't mean I should promote myself as like being an expert, (laughs) on something. And, you know, and I'm just one of those people. Now, this is maybe a low point to admit, but I used to say when I was younger, you know, I don't want to do something I'm not good at. (laughs) That's just the truth. I only like to do the things I'm good at. Um, I'm too competitive. I'm too driven. And like down to we went on a family vacation with Andrew's family over Christmas I don't know the card games they play, and because I know myself, I just chose not to play them because I would Mm. have been annoyed the whole time I was playing that I didn't know how to play that game. Now, obviously, sometimes that gets in my way. Sometimes it's a good thing because I'll do research or I'll learn something, you know, in a 
in a meaningful way for me and then can pursue it really well, you know, in my own mind. But it often can be the reason for feeling those kinds of things like, well, I don't need to sell my art. It's not ready. I'm not, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we were talking on the phone about it. And, uh, and Marion just said, well, I know, you know, that you've been painting every day and you challenge yourself to paint or write every day, but maybe make it more, a little bit more specific than that. And so that's sort of how it started. And um, that was just a couple weeks ago. And I'd already painted a few paintings that I was going to, I knew I was going to release, you know, to sell. And um, so we just landed on a random number, like, well, just try to do 30, you know, in two more, you know, two more weeks, just get, get around, around 30 done. And, um, and I did, that was yesterday. Today is the last day of the, no, I still have a few days in the month, don't I? Yeah. yeah. You, I think Saturday was is yeah. the last day. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I finished yesterday and it just was great. It was the best, um, even though I was already kind of doing that, the mentality shift, I think is what is impactful. It takes your mind off of, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to sell these? How will I promote them? It shifts the mind to focus on just what you're doing, you know, just what just you're doing, creating. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to keep going. So we, which we can talk about that part in a minute, but it was good. I'm glad yeah, you encouraged me to put a number on it. Well, so what's funny, so Jeff is a lot like you in that yeah. sense that he doesn't like to do things if he's not good at them yeah. and he'll, <laughs> if he feels a little like I'm not, this is out of my wheelhouse, I'm not yeah. good at this, he, he just will really shy away from it. It's very hard for him to push into that yeah. and just do it. He does do that, but yeah. it's, it's hard for him. It's a conscious whereas, choice. <laughs> whereas I'm much more like, well, let's just give it a try. Who knows? Yeah, it just like, depends okay. on what it is. I don't know why, because some things I would say I absolutely dive in head first and I have no idea what I'm doing. But something about painting for me feels really vulnerable. And maybe it's because mm -hmm. there's been a million, you know, incredible artists in the world. And, you know, it's just such a representation of beauty. And even though I know and feel deeply that it's subjective, um, I don't know, it just feels way more vulnerable even than writing for me, which blows my mind. But it does. Yeah. So yeah, not to interrupt you. No, and I, I agree with that. And I think I, you know, I struggled with some of those things when I started painting. I was very, very nervous about oil painting because yeah. I just felt like, it's too technical. Yeah. It's, it's for professionals, yeah. not, you yeah. know, I need to learn a lot more before I can, can possibly yeah. do this. And it, it just, as I started, even when I got to like number three or four, so I did a hundred, mm -hmm. um, meadows is what I, what I did. And that was piggybacked off of, uh, Michelle Wooderson who shares okay. on, on Instagram mm -hmm. and she's a wonderful, encourager for creatives she yeah. she's always putting out challenges for herself and inviting other people to come along and she wanted to learn oil paint so I'm like yeah. okay we're gonna let's do <laughs> let's it together do it. we're gonna do it and even when I got like to about five or six paintings in yeah I I felt more comfortable and yeah. felt like okay I I can I think I can do this yeah. and and 
I remember hitting number 50 and just getting very emotional about it yeah. because feeling like, man, I've, I've done 50 paintings now and I, I can see the growth. Yeah. I feel I'm starting to feel more confident in it and yeah. feel like, um, you know, sort of that, man, maybe can I call myself an artist yeah. now? Yeah. Is that, I'm is getting it allowed? There already. I'm getting there. <laughs> I, I can feel it. It's, it's coming. <laughs> It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is. I think you discover yourself and your your gifts and all of that through the process. Yeah. And I think a lot of us approach artistic endeavors or creative endeavors in that way that like you have to pick it up and be good at it right mm -hmm. away or that's or it's a not sign valid. that, yeah. yeah, it's a sign that you sh this isn't what you should do. And I can't tell you yeah. how many people say like, I can only draw a stick figure. That's all I can do. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe that's all you've ever really Done. tried to do. Yeah. You know, have you yeah. ever taken a class on drawing a person? Have you ever done that? Yeah. Okay, well then. You never know. <laughs> then you, yeah, then you, you can't, I, I don't know. And I do think there are people who maybe struggle with seeing and struggle with yeah. mixing color. And they have, they just have other gifts yeah. um, that I don't have, that I'm not equipped yeah. for or good at. But I believe in anything we can all learn yeah. and we can all improve. Maybe yeah. we're not all going to be, you know, these incredible masters or mm -hmm. artists in that field. But that's why there are like hundreds and hundreds of fields and yeah. then all these little little micro fields within those yeah. fields you know all these little niches that that you can explore and kind of find what speaks to you what comes out of you naturally what yeah. feels good um and I really you really cannot discover that without just doing just things. doing it yeah yeah I know you, you can't discover it no you can't and I think I think too we tend <clears throat> just as we do with our bodies and our finances and our marriages and our children and everything else, we tend to focus on all the, well, I'll use this. So in therapy a few years ago, my counselor said, you know, I feel like that you're at a point where you're probably beginning to look at the specs and you're not seeing the whole picture. And mm -hmm. In that moment, it was a specific situation that that was pretty profound for me because, you know, I recognized it was really stopping me from letting go of some things I needed to let go of. And and I think we do that in our lives from time to time, and sometimes it's all the time, where we're fixated on our specs, all the little bitty things, the details, the nitty-gritty, um, especially all the negative ones. But when we look at other people we see the big picture, you know, and that creates a pretty perfect recipe for disappointment and frustration, mm -hmm. you know, and I told, um, I was telling Andrew the other night, because he told me, he said, because I just, I've, I've found myself getting up after every one and saying, come look at this one, come look at this one, I like, you know, <laughs> just like a kid, you know, and he's just like, he said, uh, he said the other day, I'm so glad you did this because I've been telling you, I just think that you could do this if you, if it's something that you're, you know, you're passionate about and I want you to pursue those things. And, um, you know, it just feels like that this was a, 
a good energy for you to be in. Just a good, you probably thrive, obviously, on anything competitive or anything, you know, with a goal. And um, so he said, I'm just so glad that you did it. And I told him, you know, we were sitting on the couch looking and I was showing him just a few pieces that I'd, you know, saved that I thought were just beautiful. And anyway, and he's probably sitting there on the inside, like, if I have to look at one more landscape painting (laughs) in my life, I'm going to lose it. But he indulged me and he was looking and I said, you know, like I zoomed in on one that I just thought was particularly, you know, beautiful. And I said, you know, it's just paint, like they're just lines, like these lines are just lines. And it's not that there's no artistry in it, because there is. And depending on the kind of painter you are, I know we're talking about painting, but the kind of artist you are, you know, there can be more and more technical layers and more and more study and practice needed, depending on what comes out of you naturally and what you're drawn to. So there's not to discount that part, that there's no artistry in it or technique in it. But but I do think that it's important to like to zoom in on their specs, you know, zoom in. I know I'm talking in these weird cliches, but (laughs) zoom in on those people that you admire or, you know, paintings, pieces of art, sculpture, whatever, and notice the cracks and the marks and the, just all the detail, because you'll be surprised that it really doesn't differ all that much from what you're doing already. And bonus, you're just going to keep getting better, you know, the same way they did. You know, when I look at your clouds, I think, oh my gosh, like her clouds are just like, they're people. They're like, they've got all this stuff (laughs) in them. And I don't necessarily paint the same way you do, but I do look at them and think there's so much to it. (laughs) But there's really, I mean, there is. So not to take away from your skill and your talent, but it really is a matter of practice and figuring out what works for you and shading and colors and your process. And that's how they look like your clouds, you know, and I can see. It's because I've painted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clouds now because I'm in a landscape. That's what I'm very drawn to. I love blue and white. The cloud is the The sky naturally lends to that palette. (laughs) Right. And, um, and so it, that's, that's what I'm really drawn to in my painting. Well, you can tell. yeah, is you can see the landscape line is like about as low as I can oh. get it most of the time <laughs> yeah. so that it's like all about the clouds. It's beautiful. And, and yeah, I mean, it. I look back at the early ones I painted and I see, you know, I get really frustrated with yeah. what I see because I'm like, oh, they're, they're just they're just so bad. And I, I did all these studies on clouds and everything like the understanding the three dimensional cloud and yeah. all of that stuff. But ultimately what it came down to is just kind of trusting my vision of what I wanted the clouds to be and starting to kind of let that develop as opposed to trying to be super technical about it. Cause that wasn't, I, I I wanted to, Mm -hmm. my style is a bit more impressionistic. I wanted my impression of the clouds to be what was shown. And so, yeah, but I think when you, I think actually this analogy of like, you know, kind of zooming in and looking at the specs, as you say, it really what it does is it takes the mystery yes. and the yes. magic out of this this overall picture. And I had an experience like that when I went to Paris for the first time a few years ago. Mm-hmm. 
I initially said, like, I don't really care about going to any museums. I really just want to walk around and see the architecture and stuff. I just... I had never, I had been to a lot of wonderful museums yeah. um, and seen some amazing displays as a kid because I grew up in Europe. And so I think I had kind of taken it for granted a little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. you're going to be in Paris. You love art. Why don't you go to an art right. museum? <laughs> good Why, idea. Like, good plan. <laughs> a couple of the best, you know, a few of the best ones in the world. Are Why there? don't you go do that? <laughs> right. So we did. We went to the Louvre and we went to uh, the Musée d'Orsay, mm-hmm. which is what where the um, uh, Impressionist (laughs) exhibit is. And I loved that museum. It was definitely my favorite. And um, when I walked through the Impressionist exhibit, I saw the um, Monet painting of the woman in, well, he's painted a few women with parasols, but the woman with the, holding the parasol yeah. and her scarf is blowing yeah. and the grass is blowing and all that. First of all, it's huge. The yeah. painting is, uh, I don't even know how big, but I mean, it's, I would say maybe like four or five feet tall. It's very mm-hmm. large, which I didn't know. And, um, and you could get very close to it. So I could see all yeah. of the brush strokes and everything. And I remember like, you know, I think her arm is a little out of proportion. I'm surprised that like, there's not more detail in the parasol. Like it really is just kind of this graduated paint. Like the, the handle kind (laughs) of disappears. You don't see all the individual spokes and stuff. And when I was looking at it closely, I just remember thinking, man, it's, it's just paint. Yeah. And I know that that can sound like maybe I was being critical or like, oh, it's just Monet. Like I wasn't appreciating it. <laughs> but what it did for me is it's like it's it's just paint. Made it like, human. They're using yeah. the same medium that you can use. And it just took some of like the the magic and the mystery out of it yeah. and made it just feel so much more accessible. Yeah. Which and it and it made me, I think, even more at all that like that's what they created with just paint. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's a great point yeah. is to and I I really do think that's what um, you know, getting in there and doing it it helps you um to I kind of kind of to walk in the shoes maybe yeah. of the so if you really want to paint you've always wanted to you've always kind of sat back and just admired people's work it'll it gives you this opportunity to start to walk in those shoes yeah. use the mediums they use yeah. and and then see what comes out of you mm-hmm. well and then I think that's the next bonus to to doing a lot to practicing a lot is that part because you know it's the same well. Okay, let me think about how to phrase all this. It's sort of, okay, like if I look at one of your paintings, so we'll use us as examples. If I look at it, I think it's beautiful, but it's just not the way, and I've only learned this because of practicing, right? Just just some time and painting enough now. I've not painted a bajillion, but I would say overall, I'm probably close to 100 so far at least. Yeah, yeah. I would think in the last, anyway, I haven't counted, but you know, it's, it's been enough at this point that I can tell, like I have, and it's right over there, actually, I wish I could get up and grab it, but I have this, so my sister-in-law, I'm going to come back to your painting in just a minute. Uh, My sister-in-law asked me to paint this um, scene from her, uh, she grew up in Guatemala, and so right outside of their window, there was this view, and it is 
stunning. The picture's not that great, not that clear, um, but it's, I mean, the patchwork in the grass is just ridiculous. It's like this blue-green grass next to this tan, next to this sap kind of green, you know. It's just crazy. It looks fake, you know. Um, and the first time I tried to <laughs> It just, I mean, the perspective was weird. I couldn't, and I just practiced it small because, you know, I didn't want to, you know, waste a huge canvas. And anyway, and then the next time it was a little bit better. And the next time it was like, all right, like I got the colors. And then I just painted it again yesterday. And I mean, the amount of growth in it is bananas to me. I mean, mm. bananas. And I think that's the beauty of the doing. So going back to your painting, like if I, I know this now because of enough time, if I look at your clouds, I think they're gorgeous. And I think, oh my gosh, I, you know, I would love to paint them like that. But you know what? The way you paint them just doesn't come out of my hands. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's yeah. not what comes natural to me, the shape, the marks, even the coloring sometimes. So I don't, it would be a waste for me to, you know, and I'm saying this for anybody that, you know, feels those things when they look at other people, you know, um, it would be a waste to try to mimic, you know, your style, your clouds, your skies. Yeah. What I need to do is just keep painting mine and they're going to get yeah. better and better and better and they're going to feel better to me. Um, and that's been the fun part. And this this last little two weeks of, man, I'm telling you, I've been, I, I have not, I can't stop. I'm, it's kind of turned into a, a like, okay, you have got other stuff you have to do for work. That's right. not the only responsibility <laughs> that you've got. So that's why um, now I am going to, I'm going to get to a hundred. Um, I would love to do it, you know, by, I don't know, the fall, but I'm not really putting a major time frame yeah. on it. I just want to do a hundred and I'll have sales throughout, you know, the course of completing that, you know, 100. But, um, it's, it's just, a such a good energy shift, you know, because you yeah. don't have enough time if you put a little crunch on yourself. And you told me that that day, I think you'll find that you'll love this because you'll, you just won't be able to overanalyze your stuff. You know, you'll just have to move on to the next one, you know, and keep yeah. keep going. And I think that's how you get better and better, you know, and that's how by the end of it, you look up and you love your skies or whatever the thing is, you know, you love your yeah. process and what you've done. Um, and that's, to me, that is artful in and of itself, you know, yeah. and just the realization that your work is going to be different than, whoever's right next to you, you know, or in, in your same field. And that feels good to not feel like yours is supposed to look like theirs, you know, yeah. or it's not valid. Yeah. Well, and I think that just takes time to settle into. Yeah. Like, I remember when I first started, I was printing up all these pictures of artists that I liked. And now when I look back yeah. at those pictures that I printed up, I'm like, you know, that's just not my style. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I love it. They're amazingly talented. Mm -hmm. I love their work. I have an appreciation for their work. Yeah. I work. I would buy one of their paintings, yeah. but that's not, that's not how I see yeah. the world. Yeah. I see it a little differently. Yeah. And, and I think that's the beauty of 
any kind of creative work that yeah. it can be whatever yeah. whatever comes out of you naturally yeah. but yeah in talking about the doing I think there's a lot to be said for repetition oh, yeah. um, there's a lot to be said for repetition over a short period of time so that you're kind of forced to um, just yeah, it, you're yeah. kind of crunched a little bit. You feel like I can't take too much time, mm-hmm. so I've got to move quickly and efficiently. And one of my favorite exercises to do is, especially if I'm feeling stuck or I'm feeling really critical of my paintings or my work, my drawings, any of that stuff, is I'll set a timer and I have to do a painting in mm-hmm. like five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. It has to be very quick. And obviously it has to be a simple enough yeah. painting that yeah. it can be accomplished sure. in that in that amount of time. But, um, I sometimes like those paintings even more just mm-hmm. because they're very erratic. The brushstrokes are crazy, yeah. are a bit more bold. I'm not yeah. fiddling with it as much. It's, yeah. it, it's or, more organic and instinctive. Yeah. It's not, you know, well, I've got to sit and fiddle with this forever <laughs> till it's just yes. what I think it should be. It's, it's just, it, it makes for a much more, um, yeah, just kind of organic Fluid, process. Yeah. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, and I think that that can, that can translate to writing. Yeah. It can translate to any kind of like drawing, painting, any of that. I know it would be a little harder to translate that to some um, creative work that just by nature takes time, like hand sewing things, hand stitching. Mm -hmm. You can't like, I'm going to stitch this sampler in five (laughs) minutes real quick. Like you can't, you can't really do that, but maybe you could sketch out an idea for a sampler in five minutes or, um, I think there are some ways that you can kind of translate that Mm -hmm. to that exercise, but it works well for writing as also, I think to say, okay, I've got to, got to write something in five minutes on this Mm -hmm. topic and just, or write a poem or, and just kind of see what comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so let's talk about um, suggestions for people to get themselves moving. So yeah. that's one. Like set a timer for yourself. Yeah. Set a an end date. Set a goal. Mm-hmm. Put some kind of a creative challenge out there. And it really, and I would also say share it. If you're in the online space, share it online for accountability or share it with somebody who's going to hold you accountable and celebrate with you as you're working. Oh, I got so many messages yesterday. It was so fun. Yes. I mean, just to, because, you know, I just think there's such beauty for all in being a beginner, for all of my nervousness and all of my own issues that I tend to have with, with especially with things like painting, right? It's not everything that I find myself in that in that place where I think, well, I don't know how to do that. I can't share that, you know, or I can't do that. Um, I'm pretty headstrong and I kind of go at things <laughs> pretty willy-nilly, but there's just these few things that that really presses on insecurity or I just don't want to fool with the time it takes to learn how to do, you know, whatever mm-hmm. whatever the thing is. And I think everybody can relate to that in some way or another, you know, wanting the energy of wanting to try something. It's always been on your list or in your heart or kind of that thing that's in the back of your mind and you've not done it yet. And now you're going to do it. And that's fun for people to come alongside and to watch and to be there because they've probably experienced something like it or they want to. Um, it's just a, it's kind of an infectious energy, I think, you know, for us to be authentic and 
be beginners and share the, the process of how we get where we get, you know, um, it's, it, it was fun for me. So I've enjoyed it a ton, a whole bunch. Yeah, I need to, the thing is, once you do your first one, then it's, you sort of are like, well, I've kind of done that. Yeah. And then you. <laughs> so when I lay new, ch- I, now I have done a few challenges since then. Yeah. I did a hundred still life paintings. Mm-hmm. I did, um, uh, I've done a few postcards or yeah. uh, index card series. Yeah, I love those. And um, I'm working now on like 108 by 10 landscapes mm-hmm. uh, called the Nice View series. Actually, they don't have to be landscapes. It's just all about yeah. like a nice view. Yeah. So it could be um, a landscape, a seascape, yeah. cloudscape, city. Yeah. It could be. I'm going to try to do some more like buildings and that sort uh-huh. of thing. I tend to shy away from structure, which is why I enjoy clouds yeah. and yeah. trees and because yeah. they just don't, ha- you know, they're, they're a bit more free form yeah. and organic because they're natural. Whereas when you get into the buildings, you've oh, got yeah. to really pay attention to perspective and this and straight yes. lines and I've got to get the ruler out and the measurements out and all of that stuff, which I just, it just feels fussy to me, but yeah. Um, but I am trying to, to lean into that mm-hmm. a bit more. So, but I, I'm finding it a little slow, partly because I'm just getting distracted by yeah. all kinds of, I'm just, I'm still painting, but I'm painting like stuff for classes and yeah. stuff for, you know, whatever. But what, what's really cool. I do want to share that as I did, so I did the hundred meadows and I did a hundred still life paintings and then I kind of kept going. And, um, as I've done it, my work has started to get recognition and that yeah. wasn't what I was going for initially. Yeah. I initially just, just wanted, wanted to, to yeah, but it's, um, I've had a licensing mm-hmm. agent, um, show my work to retailers and it's now getting, I mean, yeah. it's in, in stores and it's, it's being crazy. pitched to even larger retail stores yeah. and, um, it's starting to become like a legitimate part of my business. Right. I'm getting more commission requests. I'm getting my sales are doing really well. Yeah. Um, so it it has proven to be really worthwhile, yeah. not only personally and for me as a creative, but also financially as a part of my creative business. Yeah. And to me, much more sustainable than I did furniture for years, as we talked oh, about gosh, with yeah. uh, Emily. And um, I it's so physical all the moving oh, furniture Lord, all the time um it just wasn't sustainable for me I just couldn't I I just wasn't going to be able to do that forever so I feel like this is something that I can do for you know for decades now um I just got a little weird because so, there was just somebody parked outside of my <laughs> office window I know, just I see you staring eyeing outside. staring in I've I'm got like my- hello I've had like every animal in my house yeah. in the room with me. And then one of my cats is she's laying on the wood floor like she's a dog. You know, yeah. dogs just like <laughs> lay on their side next to you. Just let, not in the sun, yeah. not sunbathing, not in a comfy spot like cats normally find. Just laying there like a dog. Right. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, I think people um, don't know what to think sometimes when they drive by here. Our house is painted a super, super dark green with a lot of black on it and some white. But my kids call it the Slytherin house. <laughs> so I think some people, some people drive by and they're just like, the wow, that group Slytherin. over there, <clears throat> what are they up to? So <laughs> anyway. 
All right. Yeah, we're just all distracted yes. here. But um, so some other ways to just get yourself going, yeah. get yourself doing and moving. Um, so definitely a creative challenge. Yeah, definitely. definitely get some accountability in that. Also, and we've talked about this before, but just cleaning and organizing your space, especially yeah. your creative supplies, whether yeah. it's yarn or fabric or, or um, embroidery floss or yeah. pencils or paints or whatever it is that you work with. Just getting those things out mm-hmm. and sorting them and organizing them. And I think through that process, you just start to get ideas. You do. It just starts to it, get you going. Like you want to now play with what you got out. It's like right. The, you know, it's like the kids. Um, I'm sure your kids were like this. All mm-hmm. kids seem to be like this when they're really little. Mm-hmm. And you start organizing their oh, toy yeah. room or their toys in their room. And you're trying to work right. and do something productive. And as soon as you pull out this toy that they haven't played with in a Gotta year. Gotta have it right now. Yep. Then right that they want to <laughs> spread it all out and build and play yep. with it and everything. And, and it. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's one. It's a great strategy to yeah. keep them occupied. But we're we're that same way. There's something we haven't interacted with yeah. in a while, and we see it. And then suddenly it's like, I want to play now. Yep. Now I'm yep. ready to play. Like, of course, right. when you're room is a disaster and you've got stuff all over the place but I think go with that just go you know allow yourself to play but that definitely um it's a good energy gets you going yeah everything everything is energy and so when you get when you kind of get in that mode of touching and pulling out it just kind of translates and it does it just sort of yeah it just encourages that little bit of exploration I think is what it is you know it's something different it kind of jolts your brain in a new way um, and it just, it does, it kind of encourages you to keep, keep playing. So that's a good one. Yeah. And there are a lot more, but one, the last one that we'll share is to take yeah. a class Yeah. that is either something you've always wanted to do, or maybe is a class that's from someone who does something that's a little out of your style. It's a little, it's, it's not completely comfortable to you. I, I've taken a lot of class from people who are really gifted with abstracts yeah. or with mediums that I've never yeah. played with. And I always learn so much. It always inspires me. And even though I don't end up then like shifting my style to go in their direction, I it kind of expands my own style. It yeah. gives me this opportunity to um, to just grow a little bit, like yeah. to, to grow in, in depth and in breadth. Yeah. And... So I think taking classes and learning from other people are, um, and there's so many, like, there are a lot of great, like, paid classes online, but there are also a lot of wonderful free classes through YouTube or that people offer on, um, on their websites, Mm -hmm. lots of opportunities to take classes. Well, and two, I mean, let's just extend that, like pick up a, a new book that's totally yeah. out of your wheelhouse. Pick up, follow some new artists or creatives on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or wherever you like to get some inspiration because those things really do, they do push you to incorporate. Number one, just to be exposed to something different is so valuable. It's so good for our brains, you know, to um, to to see something different. It sparks a lot in us that we don't really see and we can't really feel until all of a sudden we do, you know. And I think mm-hmm. the same goes for, you know, let's just say it's like following 
different people on Instagram, you know, people that create totally different, using totally different mediums or, um, you know, just different artists or totally different styles. Um, it's just a, it is like you, you're going to not necessarily, it's not going to change your style. Um, that's not the goal. It's just that for you to be, to explore, to try something different and then pull that back in into your own style and your own work. Uh, it's just a, man, it's so boring to only be surrounded by the stuff that you do and that you see and that you, you know, you're familiar with. It's just really, it's really great to to branch out and do something different. I've actually signed up for a couple of classes that I have not, I have them, but I haven't taken them yet. So I'm excited about it. One of them's like all these markings oh and, you know, using cold wax, which I've used before, but it's this, you know, I've, it's not me, like, at all, but I just think it'll be fun to, to play, you know? Oh, I'm ex- I, have a, I have a cold wax class in my queue as well. Mm-hmm. I have a queue of, like, it's a ridiculous amount yeah. of classes that I need to take. Yeah. Like, very ridiculous <laughs> amount of classes. But what I'll do is I, I, I'll just dabble in them yeah. also. Some classes I'll take from beginning to end, but some I'll take them until they you know, I feel like, okay, I've, I've kind of gotten what I wanted to get yeah. out of this class and now I'm ready to, yeah. um, just run with it. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'll revisit it later if I want to, but yeah, yeah I have, I have a bunch of classes right now, like a watercolor pen and ink class yeah. and then a, um, charcoal portraits yeah. class. I mean, it's so many traditional oil painting class mm-hmm. for still life, all sorts of things. Um, but I'll kind of bounce around between them all, um, yeah. which is fun, but yeah. So just get out there and do something. Yes. That's what we want to yeah. encourage you to do. Get out there and do, um, and, yeah. and just give things a try. That's right. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. You will. With, with what happens. You So will. I do have a creative contraption today. This is, I've actually... Um, bought things from her and worked with her for years as a sponsor on my blog and she sent me things and then um, but recently she sent me more stuff and it's all so cool so this is her name is Susan Dunn okay her Etsy shop is Dunn D-U-N-N by designs okay so if you just look at her up on Etsy and she makes so I'm showing Shauna okay like, I see a it scissors pouch she makes like so pretty. all these pouches and bags and yeah so things for like from like pencil pen yeah crochet hook brush rolls or rolls for brushes mm-hmm. and pens and that sort of thing um she has these little zipper scissors pouches for um, like large fabric scissors, yeah. but also embroidery scissors. She makes little like project. Oh, she makes little project <laughs> bags. I'm like knocking Shauna over. I have her on a camera and I'm trying to. Um, we really do need to start videoing these just so that I know. we can post them because <laughs> that is that would be entertaining in and of itself. Oh, she that's cool. She makes these little project bags yeah. that are like drawstring and ones that are kind of more like bucket style. Yeah. She makes little bags that are. Um, that's fun. That you can oh, use I for saw those. Of, I think you share. Yeah, yeah. That's neat. All that's sorts beautiful. of organizing and things and little zipper pouches and stuff. Um, just and everything is lined. Everything yeah. is meticulously made. Um, she uses a lot of linens, antique grain sacks, yeah. tick, um, ticking, antique toweling, yeah. um, and and then like leather details and little brass yeah. zippers and things. It's just 
all really nice. And she does do uh, monogramming as okay. well. So Very cool. If you're looking for some little... I use her bags and pouches and stuff mm-hmm. for crochet, knitting, all sorts of mm-hmm. art stuff. Yeah. So, so if you need some little fun pouches and bags and things, yeah. um, I would suggest checking her shop out. Yes, I will. That sounds fun. So next week, we're going to talk about um, just a progression of an in-home studio space. Mm. Shauna recently moved, and she's kind of getting that figured out. I've been in my yeah. studio space for almost four years now. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had a, an, a studio outside of my home before yeah. that. So it was quite a transition moving from this. Yes like 2,500 square foot studio to this little like converted sun porch yep. in my house. And I had to really learn how to use the space as, mm-hmm. as Shauna's learning how to yeah. make the most of hers. And so we're going to talk about that next time, just really kind of honing in your creative space in your home and, uh, yeah. and just that natural progression that happens. So we hope you'll join us next time. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. 